of all, let me welcome you to this podcast. I'm your host, Jan van den Hogen of Deka Immobilien Investment based in Frankfurt, Germany. And I'm hosting this podcast on behalf of Renews.media. Renews Media is a real estate news and marketing platform covering all of Europe. On the website, Renews.media, you'll find tons of top-rated information and you can sign up for the newsletter so you won't miss out anything. The first series of podcasts covers the logistics market, which has become a kind of everybody's darling with regards to the real estate investment industry. In this podcast from Renews Media, I'm proud to introduce Marvin Marhinweg, a guy with a long year's experience in real estate acquisition, real estate development, portfolio management, and currently heading the global real estate department from the Q-Commerce Gorillas company. Um, so Marvin, a warm welcome to you. And um, it would be nice if you can give our listeners a few words on yourself and your company before we start with all the burning questions I have in mind for you. Please, the floor is yours. Thank you so much, Jan. Very happy to be here. So yeah, first of all, I'm also from Frankfurt am Main. So I think there's already a close relationship. Um, basically, I, as you mentioned, have uh, several years of real estate experience in several markets, the private living, but also the commercial renting part. Uh, I joined Gorillas almost two years ago, being the first real estate focused employee taking over this part of the company from Khan, our founder and CEO himself, and yeah, have driven the real estate game up from around two to more than 350 locations nowadays. And happy to give you some insights in today's podcast. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much for your information. And um, well, let's see what uh, how far we get in this podcast. Um, I'm, I'm wondering uh, is um, you being a quick commerce company, a Q-commerce company, as they say nowadays, I think. Um, um, how do you arrange the housing for your company? Um, is it like something like an Amazon or whatever, that, where they have their own fulfillment centers, sorting centers, city hubs? Um, for me, it's always uh, uh, not, not so very clear. How do you get your products stored and get these products just in time to your clients? Yeah, so as you mentioned, uh, we have very, very short delivery times, which is why our warehouses have to be placed in very urban locations so that mm -hmm. they can deliver the goods with our e-bikes uh, within a radius of up to 2.5 kilometer delivery radius. Okay. This being said, we have a few seconds packing time and then using the remaining minutes, ideally maximum up to 10, to then deliver the goods to our customers. We store our products in shelves, fridges, and freezers that are placed within our warehouses to then hand it over to our riders, bringing it to our customers. Okay. So you, you really are the last, last, last mile of the product, I would say. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, when you're talking about distribution hubs or similar, in general, we try to avoid having several um, yeah, distribution centers 
and rather getting directly delivered by the suppliers, by the wholesalers themselves. And, and, and this kind of uh, delivery, uh, does that, uh, that, then it means that the supplier uh, uh, for your company needs to drive into the city? Correct, but uh, of course it's the same size trucks as uh, the supermarkets are getting delivered from. Ah, so okay. we also try to combine their routes with our routes so that there's no unnecessary traffic or similar things. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I understand. Yeah, yeah, okay. So you're not going with the 40 tons trucks into all the cities no, because then you would definitely not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Then you would really have a huge discussion, I think, afterwards. Um, um, and and uh, I saw uh, in my, uh, you know, I'm living in the, in the Netherlands, although I'm working for a German company. And I, yes. was, um, uh, I live in the vicinity of Arnhem, uh, the place is called uh, in the Netherlands. And I saw um, one of your uh, gorillas, um, um, a dark, I think they call it a dark store, but you can uh, enlighten me on, uh, on that topic. Um, um, I know at least in the Netherlands and in Germany, there's quite some uh, political debate about these dark stores that are all in these inner cities. Well, I think, Nevertheless, these things are very essential for a company like Gorillas to, to really fulfill its services to the clients. Um, um, what, what is your opinion on this dark store team and, and are there any other solutions thinkable? Absolutely, uh, you're correct. We call them warehouses in general, uh, since okay. uh, we, we don't like the word dark stores that yeah. much. Plus also we want to uh, give transparency and be transparent with our warehouses, which is why this wording does not really apply. Um, in general, our warehouses have a whole new use class and are a new type of use. In the beginning, no one knew uh, on how much volume these warehouses will have or handle, nor what regulations or rules have to apply for these we are in constant contact with the building authorities, municipalities, and other governmental uh, agencies in order to clearly define in what type of areas these warehouses can and should be set up, what noise emission certificates they need to have, how delivery, and I'm talking about inbound, but also outbound for the bikes need to be handled, and what constructural requirements the locations need to fulfill. It can be seen as a negative, but also as a positive thing that we've been the first ones entering most of the markets we're operating in, making the first mistakes on the one hand, but also receiving the first complaints out of which we learned, but also adapting to the changing regulations the fastest and making the first learnings as the first being super transparent and open with all institutions and trying to be as transparent and uh, open within an open discussion as possible. Okay, well, that's, uh, that's, that's good. And you still find, uh, find a good ear with the politicians and the public uh, um, um, that you discuss these topics with? This is, it still works out fine? Yes, it's a definite yes. Um, I have to say that we are operating in nine countries and the issues or regulations are completely different depending on the country. Whereas in the Southern country, it's more about purchasing and uh, buying licenses in the Northern countries, especially in Netherlands, Germany, UK, but also France uh, and Denmark, 
there there's more um, more communication and um, alignment needed with the governmental and municipalities. Yeah, and 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 what I also hear uh, sometimes is um, 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 somehow um, these the, the city logistics that you are doing uh, causes uh, emissions, brings noise in the city, traffic hindering, um, uh, is not sustainable at all. Um, but 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 hearing you say how you organize the warehouses, I think that uh, sustainability is still intertwined uh, uh, with your company goals and 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 i think you get it done to translate it to the real estate don't you yeah um so yeah first of all we deliver all goods with e-bikes um second we prevent customers driving by car to the supermarket and third our warehouses are up to 10 times smaller than common supermarkets and therefore consume 10 times less energy okay. Being able to serve the same or even a higher amount of customers. As mentioned previously, we're working closely with authorities to develop regulations and avoid emissions or avoid adding noise and uh, additional traffic, such as the super supermarkets do. On top of that, reducing food waste is a key part of Gorilla's philosophy, aiming to change the way consumers approach the traditional mm -hmm. weekly shop by encouraging more responsible shopping. With this, we are setting up new standards for the grocery industry. Our vertical integrated supply chain allows the fruits and vegetables to get from growers to consumers faster than traditional supermarkets, resulting in fresher products and optimized neutral value. As mm -hmm. a result, the fruits and vegetables category in Gorillas number one, the, the, this proves that healthy and sustainability choices start with offering consumers high quality products. Um, does that also mean that, for instance, in your real estate, if you talk about the, the, the inner city hub or micro hub, whatever you want to call it, um, mm -hmm. do, you, do you still need their um, uh, things like uh, freezing or cooling uh, 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 departments or um, how is that arranged that you can keep your, your goods fresh for, uh, for delivery? So within our warehouses, we do have freezing and uh, fridge devices, but with our global construction teams, we're in constant uh, development in order to use the least energy consumption possible to get our keep our products fresh and to not waste uh, any unnecessary energy. I mean, additional, we are partnering with Too Good To Go globally, which is a yeah, food waste company. And with this at Gorillas, we've already saved more than 264K food baskets were distributed. So 264 Hello. food sa saved. Yeah, can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah I can still hear you. It's, uh, it's impressive okay. what, you're, what you're telling now. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, so 264 tons food was saved and 662 tons of CO2 reduced through our global partnership with Too Good To Go. Okay. So Gorillas has achieved carbon neutrality uh, via compensating for all our emissions under direct control, um, setting a benchmark for other European Q-commerce players. We take two-fold approach to reach our sustainability goals, focusing first on reduction and second on offsetting. Okay. So yeah, that's also another part on 
how we approach um, yeah, our sustainability topics, not only from a real estate perspective, but uh, looking at the entire supply, supply chain. Uh, yeah, and then looking a bit, you already uh, told us uh, that in a few years' time, you uh, you really have uh, have gone from uh, let's say a startup uh, into uh, I would say you, you're already past scale up and you're already a full grown company. Um, I think you have, uh, as I saw on your website, uh, over fourteen thousand employees, nine countries across Europe and the U.S. And um, I, I also understood that you are now uh, a bit focusing on making a more scalable business uh, with regards to the existing operations. Um, does your real estate uh, uh, brings your employees in the comfort zone or do you have other means of, of, of winning these war for talent uh, and, and, and get guys on e-bikes? Yeah, so uh, as you correctly said, and I'm going to emphasize on this a bit more on a later point, uh, our riders are the heart of our company. These are really the essential core of the company, which means the most to us, which is why we, of course, want to give them the best work environment possible. But first of all, we need to separate our warehouses and our headquarter facilities. Uh, when we're talking about the warehouses, we try to ensure that every location has not only a pick and pack area where the goods are being stored and packed, a bike area where bikes can be easily parked without disturbing anyone on the sidewalk, um, having a proper in and outbound area so that goods can be easily distributed without uh, interfering with uh, work safety or yeah, work regulations. Mm -hmm. Bathrooms are, of course, also essential uh, for any type of uh, user. But also on top of that, we also want to have an extensive rider area where our rider can take a sit, have a coffee, have a tea or other drinks, prepare Great. their food, or heat it up, or even in the future, or as we already have it in some locations, providing showers, having a manager, an employee room to have really confidential talks and many other facilities that serve the employees needs best. Okay. On the, on the headquarters side, uh, talking about our office management, of course, we try to provide the best work environment in very urban locations as well, especially in order to be close to our dark stores in order to let all type of HQ employees experience the operations, not only for the onboarding week, but also on an ongoing basis to do their rights, to further improve our internal warehouse processes and to be very close to our rider base. And I also understood, I, I know it from the Netherlands, my, my home country, where you um, also have strategic partnerships, that you meanwhile uh, are closing down a lot of strategic partnerships in, uh, in all kinds of countries. And um, perhaps you can tell us a bit more about that, um, 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 if I'm not touching all the company secrets, of course. And, uh, and, and, and especially, I'm, I'm curious, uh, how does that influence your, um, your current and your future policy on, um, on, on, on the properties, on the real estate that, uh, that you manage for Gorillas? Yeah, so as you mentioned, we have various uh, types of partnerships globally. Some of them 
or some of which are with supermarket chains such as in the UK and France, but also in the Netherlands. Yeah, Netherlands. Partnerships do not only give us the option to increase our number of SKUs, share the customer base, but also their facilities, especially in areas where it's hard to find new locations. It's very useful to share the facilities and utilize the locations and the logistics that they're using to its fully extent. While the complexity and the requirements of our dark stores keeps on increasing, the availabilities on the market have become much less since more competitors are entering the market. And on top of that, now with the hopefully end of COVID, a lot of other potential tenants such as retailers or gastronomy tenants step back in the game and enter the competition on the real estate market. Okay, yeah, because it was always a bit a question I had from how the heck do you guys get it done to uh, to find new locations? But um, I do understand you you have now a kind of let's say building sharing with the partners that you you have. Uh, do I say that correctly? Absolutely. So there's not only the official strategic partners uh, mm -hmm. that we are sharing the portfolio with. But there's also many other companies like banks, uh, telecommunication companies, and any other governmental player that owns or rents a huge portfolio that it definitely makes sense to have a close talk with to yeah, share the needs and the vacancies of each other's portfolios. Yeah, yeah, okay. No, that that makes uh, that makes uh, absolutely that makes sense because uh, your partners already have uh, have the buildings and the properties, so then uh, you can use it uh, uh, directly. Um, what 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 is the uh, the amount of square meters that you need for uh, let's say a typical micro hub somewhere in Munich or Frankfurt where you're based or Berlin? Um, um, how much square meters do you need to have? Let's say the the optimum uh, uh, micro hub in the city. So I don't want to give a definite and very clear answer <laughs> on this, but I, <laughs> I would do. say sorry, sorry it ranges. Again, asking you the secrets <laughs> of the company, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, again, depending on the country, on the regulations, and also on the number of SKUs that we are listing in this country or city, the ideal size ranges between two and 600 square meters. Uh, on a societal base, for instance, we have inflation. Um, we see interest rates rising. We see a lot of geopolitical disturbance. I think it's very good that you're not in Russia with your micro apps. And, uh, and we also see an economic downturn. So <clears throat> what you see is uh, at least what we see as a bank but I'm very curious to hear your opinion on that, is that, uh, that, that that seed capital that you had in the market, it's becoming more difficult for companies like you to, uh, to, get, uh, to get financing. Um, you don't have to explain, uh, uh, of course, the figures of gorillas. I wouldn't even dare to ask, although I'm very curious. 
And, uh, but does uh, does these kind of influences that you now see in the in the global market um, do that do does that influence your decision making on leasing and buying property or do you need to rework your real estate strategy uh, or how do you cope with all these things? Yeah, so I think uh, in general I'm not yeah telling a secret by saying that the expansion of this industry has slowed down slightly, I'm not talking only about gorillas, but the entire industry and yeah, similar tech startups. The recent changes though have not really influenced our way of acquiring real estate. We have always explored any type of acquisition, maybe leasing or also on the buying market. Whilst the buying have been handled via strategic partners like real estate funds or other partners that we partnered up with in order to yeah, also have a look on the buying market and generate leads here. What makes Gorillas a company that you're proud of and will the next generation still be proud of it? Gorillas makes me really proud because our company culture is being lived on a daily basis. No matter whether you're a warehouse manager, head of real estate, as in my case, or a CEO, all employees are invited to work every month at a warehouse to do their onboarding week at a warehouse, being a rider, being a picker, or being um, yeah, the warehouse manager. So no matter where you start at Gorillas, you can get anywhere. In our company, more than 400 riders have been promoted internally, which I'm super proud of. And I would also like to tell you like a little example. Um, back then when I started the real estate uh, team in Germany, in Berlin, our first market, we were desperately searching for someone uh, that could yeah, basically draft our warehouse design and get our floor plans and the allocation of the the warehouse, uh, the shelves, fridges, and freezers organized. So we were internally searching and scouting for someone like an architect and fortunately found someone who was a rider, a little lady from uh, our warehouse in Prenzlauer Berg, who we then promoted to become an architect and a warehouse designer. And nowadays is really a global warehouse design lead in this position not only designing our warehouses, but also supporting under other countries to do so. Yeah. And there's many other stories like these uh, that I'm very, very proud of and that I find super cool to have in such a company. And yeah, being super close to our rider crew and knowing that this is the heart of our company that we will always want to take care of. And thank you very much for your contribution and for sharing all the valuable insights and even a bit of secrets that you have in, uh, in, uh, in your Q uh, commerce market. I once again like to remind you of subscribing, dear listener, to the newsletter of Renews.media. In addition, I would like to point you to the following podcasts in this series. And last but not least, in the first quarter of 2023, we organized a Relogistics Europe 2023 live event. Stay tuned to learn more of this amazing happening that will come to you. And I can already tell you now that you definitely will regret it missing out on this event. 
Thank you for your attention. For now, renews.media says goodbye to you and hopefully until next time.